This season of Beyond the Drink is brought to you by our friends at One Hope Wine. One Hope is a Napa Valley winery built on hope and rooted in purpose. Every bottle of their award-winning wine supports a meaningful cause. One Hope has donated over $8 million to causes around the world. To learn more about One Hope Wine, the winery, and to join their wine club, go to onehopewine.com. Follow them on Instagram at One Hope and on Facebook at One Hope Wine. One Hope, we thank you. Hey everyone, I'm Cappy and you're listening to Beyond the Drink, a production of Beyond the Plate. In this season, we sit down with head winemaker of One Hope Wine, Mari Wells Coyle, as she guides us through some unexpected wine pairings. We're not talking about red wine with steak and white wine with fish. She'll be sharing the right glass or bottle to go with some everyday snacks you might have right at home in your own pantry. We'll be asking our guests from this season of Beyond the Plate what their favorite snacks are, and then we'll put Mari to the test. We're going to have some fun with this series, so sit back, relax, grab your favorite snack, and please don't forget the wine opener. All right, here we are again with Mari. Mari, I feel like we did this all wrong, like halfway through this season, because we don't have a glass of wine in our hand, each Beyond the Drink episode or this snack. <laughs> oh, well, maybe, maybe next one, maybe next one. Next one, we'll be eating and drinking on podcast. Yeah, as I was putting this together and we were communicating, I was like, wait, why haven't we had a glass of wine as we're talking about this? Anyway, okay, Mari, last week's Beyond the Plate episode was with the, I'm going to call her badass, Manit Chohan, who is an award-winning chef. Her and her husband are based in Nashville. She's also an author, TV personality, mother, and the founding partner and president of Morph Hospitality Group, as I said, in Nashville, Tennessee. I think she has about five different concepts out there. Manit was born in India. She She's worked in kitchens in New York City and Chicago, and she also was a winner of Guy Fieri's Tournament of Champions and happens to be extremely philanthropic herself. I think she donated all of her earnings to revitalizing restaurants in Nashville after she won that, which is pretty cool. Wow. Anyhow, this is a funny one, and I'll tell you the story in a second, but when we asked Manit her favorite snack, here's what she had to say. Do you have a go-to snack in your pantry? I do. It's this. <laughs> what is that cornflake mixture? Is that like a trail mix? It's an Indian trail mix. It's a cornflakes mixture. It is so delicious. Is I was like salty? having that and tea. Yes, it's salty and it's so cool. I'll actually get your I'll get your address. I'll send you one. I'm telling you, that'll be your go-to snack. Oh my God, I cannot wait. <laughs> All right. So the funny story here is when I asked her what her snack was, she literally reached forward and picked up this bag (laughs) of trail mix. Like I had like preset it there, but I didn't. And she held it up. She's like this, this is my favorite snack. Anyway, it seems to be this like spicy, salty, sweet Indian spice trail mix of sorts. So I know we did the Mexican thing with Marcella Valladolid, and now here we are doing the Indian thing. So thoughts for this week's snack pairing. Yeah, this is an exciting one. You know, Indian spices are so complex and so aromatic. And so really taking that into consideration, they're probably, in my mind, some of the most aromatic herbs and spices in the culinary kitchen. And so I chose a Zinfandel to pair with this snack. And the reason why is because Zinfandel really is bold with a lot of spice on its own. It's an aromatic sort of potpourri of a wine with a lot that it's very 
generous and offering really a wonderful sensory experience to have a glass of Zinfandel and just enjoy it over time and savor it. The tannins in the Zinfandel are typically about medium. Sometimes they're a little bit bigger and a little bit more black pepper, which could be a fun play on this particular snack, complementing the other aromatic spices of the mix. And, you know, what I really love about Zin also is that there's so much fruit. A lot of times it does have a perceived sweetness to it where it really doesn't necessarily have to be sweet, but the fruit is then also complementing the rather earthy nature of the Indian spice rack. So I think that this is going to be my go-to pairing for this Indian spice mix. Zinfandel, interesting. You mentioned Zinfandel has a natural like spice, or I'm sorry, you mentioned it has a spice. Is that like come naturally, like in the grape? Yeah, exactly. So a lot of those black pepper notes are found throughout Zinfandel. And uh, really depending on where the grape is grown, it's grown, you know, all over the world. It just happens to be called Zinfandel in America. It's sort of known as our American heritage grape is what I call it because you don't actually see Zinfandel in other parts of the world. But kind of interesting fun fact we have found throughout the years that Zinfandel is related to and really is primitivo in origin from Eastern Europe. And one thing I find that interesting to bring to the table here today is that, you know, some of those origins can really help you determine what is grown together goes together. And a lot of times you find those heirloom varieties that were grown around the world and how cultures developed, you know, these different flavors that became part of their cuisine today. So I think it's, you know, appropriate that the Zinfandel could be really paired well with some of these Indian spices. Amazing. Love what is grown together goes together. And to digress and put you on the spot, is there another good example of like another grape that you can think of that also plays to that? Or is it just like a generality, if you will? Yeah. I mean, we see that, you know, throughout France and typically throughout the old world, you can see it in South America. You have a lot of really big reds, the Malbecs and Cabernets coming from Argentina, and their cuisine is really developed to pair well with those flavors. And, you know, whether that's just accident or whether it's just ancient traditions building on each other to weave a perfect palette, we may not know. But when you think about the, you know, beef and asada on the open fires of South America and coupling that with a chimichurri sauce and pairing that with a high elevation Malbec, you know, you just think, wow, this really is meant to be. Love it. Love it. How about Indian food in general? Like, are we safe ordering uh, Zinfandel wine with like a good Indian meal? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of I think misconceptions about the very like heavily spiced influence of variety of cuisines around the world. And oftentimes that, you know, we think that, well, we have to have, you know, something else with it. We have to have white wine because, you know, the flavors are such as this or that. But I really think that with a lot of interesting cuisines and aromatic foods, you can build on the flavors instead of just trying to steer away or complement or avoid really building those flavors together. 
you know, curries and all of those intense dishes are a lot, right? They're a lot. They're like explosion of flavors on your plate. And you couple that with, you know, all the varieties of sauces and going into lentils. And I really think that those foods are hearty. They're usually, you know, served warm and a nice big red wine is a perfect compliment. I should note that when I was making wine in New Zealand, we had a lot of Indian cuisine and we would often pair with our more Alsatian whites, Riesling, Pinot Grigio, and go that kind of sweeter route, which I think you can really do both things with those types of foods. But I really like to build flavors and instead of steering away from them. And in this case, I thought the nut mix would just be a great complement to a glass of Zinfandel. I love that. And that's so interesting because I feel like we touched upon that in the pairing episode we did for Marcella Bio de Leeds dried mango with the chili lime powder. And you talked about how you could really go two ways and use the wine to enhance, you know, the flavors or to kind of combat, I guess, to use that in a positive way. And you chose uh, a Moscato, which kind of played along with the sweetness of the dried mango, yet worked with the chili powder that was on there too. Is this a similar case? I guess, as you're saying, you're using the pepperiness of the Zinfandel to kind of enhance. Whereas like you said, in New Zealand, they use like the sweeter white to kind of play against it. So that's so interesting. Well, I guess it depends like a mood you're in, but I feel like there's the camp of, I want the opposite, you know, to cool the food or combat the flavor or like similar like flavors to really enhance what's going on. Yeah, I think, you know, either some of the best pairings are really either comparing or contrasting. And in almost every wine pairing, you can go either way. You know, even just starting off with Pinot Noir, if you're going to pair something earthy, like a beautiful truffle dish or, you know, foraged mushroom pizza or something, you're going to really allow that fruit to explode and you're going to get those contrasting flavors. And then on the other side of things, if you're using, you know, all the fruit in the wine and you're playing up to a, you know, raspberry dish uh, with Pinot Noir, you're going to get all the earth coming out. So it's just, you know, a fun way to engage your senses and always try something new. I'm always surprised by chef pairings when there's something that I just didn't know was possible. So stumbling across, you know, new combinations is a lot of fun. And it's a really great way to do with these bold flavors, you know, coming out of that Indian spice rack and then adding on the black pepper, which is already there, you know, working with the turmeric and all of the amazing spices that they have and um, just using that to build an amazing experience or, or moment when you might be snacking and enjoying a glass of Zinfandel. Is there another dish that you like recently ate while having a glass of Zinfandel or that you personally love eating with this specific wine? You know, last week I opened some Zinfandel for a tasting that we did and I ended up ordering sushi that night. And while you would also not normally see Zinfandel on a sushi menu, you typically see sake and you see like, you know, relatively indifferent selection of white wines and you know, maybe some mixed drinks in a lot of sushi restaurants. 
I also similarly love building those flavors. And a lot of times when you have the signature rolls with a lot of different toppings and sauces and layers upon layers of different fishes, you know, the tuna, I love the hamachi tuna. That's a big flavor with a lot of richness, a lot of fat. And those can hold up to big wines like Syrah and Zinfandel. So I like to build those and not back down. And, you know, the flavor, the spice, a little kick of wasabi and the soy sauce is also, you know, working to be really complementary with the savory characteristics of the Zin. Well, you're telling me that you're drinking a red Zinfandel with fish? Oh my gosh, Marty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Which, by the way, actually... Not to sound silly, but there's red and white Zinfandels, right? Yeah, well, Zinfandel is a red grape. White Zinfandel is actually the rosé version by pressing Zinfandel and making it blush. So we like to call it white Zinfandel, but it's actually just Zinfandel that is rosé. Got it. I learned something yeah. new. Awesome. This was fun. Mari, I feel like we need like a warm up episode when we do this because mm -hmm. by the time we get to the second one, I can like talk for 25 minutes. We got to get like in the zone. Yeah. And then we get in the zone and we're like, <laughs> like wait, wait hold on. What else are we pairing today? Okay, let's just do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Mari, thank you again. And thank you to One Hope for helping make this season of Beyond the Drink possible. We appreciate it. Thanks, Cappy. If you're interested in the wine Mari talked about in this episode, check out the episode notes in your podcast player or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com and we'll link you to it. Find me and keep up to date with this podcast across all social media platforms at OnCappy's Plate or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Beyond the Plate is also on social at BT Plate Podcast. This episode was produced by myself along with Ian Cohen, Joe Yetten, and Sean Petrosi. Our digital media producer is Sarah McClellan Mead. Our music has been composed by Goldfork. Find him at iGoldfork. As always, a special shout out to my wife, Katie. If you have a moment, we love and appreciate it if you could rate or review and subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Drink, a production of Beyond the Plate. I'm Kathy.